Yeah, I'm like uh, the only white guy I think that fucking is there half the time. When I see another white person, I'm like, are you, are you supposed to be living here? This yeah, they're pretty, doing the same thing. It's pretty Asian up in here. Yeah, yeah but I was, I was joked that it's my Vietnam. Um, That's not a good joke, no. <laughs> it's not at all. It's not at all. It's so not. <laughs> yeah, like that's, especially if they're not even Vietnamese. I know, they're not. They're all like... Um, well, they're mixed. That's the thing that it's like, it's been so hard for me. Yeah. Because it's like, I was like, I don't speak Chinese. I don't speak Mandarin. I don't speak none of these. And, yeah. you know, but people, but people look at them and they go like, oh, that's just an Asian person. I'm like, yeah, but of what descent? They all speak different languages. And yeah. like my boss. And all their like, cultures are different. Yeah. It, like it sounds the same, but it's all different. And like the language is different. So that my boss was like, Hey, just download like the translation app. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I would like, they would speak to me and I go, mm-hmm. I'm like Chinese, Korean, Mandarin. I'm like, what? And like something to click where they'll be like, Oh, Chinese. And I'm like, okay. So I was like, I'll just try Chinese and then I'll try to translate it to them. And then they look at me like, Oh, and I'm like, Oh, they're not Chinese. Let's fucking switch to something else. And then it <laughs> yeah, got to exactly. Yeah, and then it got to the point where I was like, fuck this app. I deleted it. I was like, I can't talk to them. No, I would rather us just acknowledge that we have that barrier. Yeah. And be like, let me just guess what the barrier is. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it took me, because when I first started delivering out there, I was like, fuck it, I'll just try to communicate with them. But then it just didn't work. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just throw it all away. And then we'll kind of no. sig- signal to each other of like what's going on. Yeah, exactly. You know? We'll communicate like the humans and the Ewoks, you know, yeah, like we'll you just, just kind of show me and I just, just do the thing. Yeah, point, throw up some fingers. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's uh but I deliver water for uh, sparklets. You've told me that before you do deliver yeah. water. Yeah. I deliver water. I move. Yeah. Away. Water's essential. Yeah, it is essential, but um, wait, you moved out here with that job. Like I moved out here with the job, yeah. Smart. Yeah. I talked about that a couple episodes ago on a different... Wait, it's not even released yet. On a podcast I did. Are we recording? I, yeah, we're recording. Oh, okay, good. When I first moved out here... <laughs> I think they had that Vietnam joke. <laughs> it's, it's starting with that Vietnam joke. It's fine. Who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm 100% joking. If you get offended by that, go fuck yourself. Well, now they can be offended by that. That's they can directly be that. aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm a pretty intense, aggressive guy, which I feel like I'm not. I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty sweet, uh, shy, bumbling idiot. But you are, but you don't look that. I don't look it at all, and I think that's what fucks me up because, like, I've changed over the years. Like, physically, have changed over the years. Like, I used to be this big, fat, bearded, just slob. And then I lost all this weight and, you know, people are like, you're so handsome now. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I still think I'm this other guy Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm covered in tattoos. So that probably doesn't help. And I have like resting dick face. So it's like, I just, I always look pissed off all the time and I'm not. And then even if I smile at somebody, I feel like Mm -hmm. that's aggressive. They're like, why are you smiling creep? Oh, see, as a guy from Arizona, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that look like you, where they look like a little chip on their shoulder. They probably got chewing tobacco. They're going to be, you know, like, not to paint this the most redneck picture of you, but you just seem like one of those, like, bros in the desert from, like, yeah. a distance to me. Yeah. You know, like, and then when you started talking to me, I was like, oh, and he's not, he's not the bro from the desert. He just looks like that. 
Yeah, which was weird because like uh, I feel like bros. I th- I feel like I have a different concept of bros and what bros are because where I came from, I'm not a bro. Like bros are like the big muscly dudes that work out. They wear like affliction. They fucking have like a faux hawk, and they always say yo bro a lot. So we'd call them yo bros. We're like, oh yeah, these fucking yo bros over here, like just jocks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was, I never considered myself a jock, even though I played hockey, but hockey was never recognized as a sport in my entire life of going to school. It was always a club. So I never. It is a sport. It is a sport. It's a hundred percent a sport, but I never felt like a jock about it. I was just like, yeah, I get to hit people and it's okay. Like that's an outsider sport. That's the best part about hockey is like, you go there and those people will like only like hockey. Yeah, just like, I, that's no, how no. I was. Yeah, there's there's two different kinds of people who are at those things. My friend has de- decided there's just sports fans that just take it as another sport to watch in the off seasons, which is mm-hmm. what I am. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "No, I only like hockey, and you guys are just visiting my sport." Yeah, you know, yeah. like and he's just like, yeah. "No, like this is I don't like football. I don't like baseball. Fuck that. Just give me a thing where they can fist fight somebody out of the the game for five six minutes." And you're like, "Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great it's, little sport." It's a it's a fun little sport and I've always wanted to play and then I ended up playing for like I played for like 13 years and then I quit right when I started doing stand up because it was like I swapped like one hobby for the because I thought comedy was going to be a hobby which technically it still is because I don't make a living off of it yeah. <laughs> Dude, I wonder that all the time like did I let a hobby take over my whole life? Like what am I doing? Yeah, but but now that I've realized like since all like the shutdown and this pandemic and everything and then mm-hmm. I'm going to work every day cuz you know, I'm not a successful comedian, so I still have to have a day job to be able to live in LA to, you know, pursue a dream. Yeah. So now it, it's turned from like, oh, I'm pursuing my dream and everyone's like, "Oh my god, you made it to LA. Like that was your goal. You're fucking doing it." I was going out seven nights a week, getting mm-hmm. up, not getting up, getting pissed, whatever. And then now it just fucking came to a screeching halt and now it's just work, come home, eat, play video games, drink, go to bed and then repeat it the next day. I go, "Is this what everybody else did with their life?" Like this uh, outside yeah i feel like that's a lot of people i know a lot of people that do that and like get girlfriend get wife now they come home to their wife and play video games in front of her yeah. you know like it's that's it what sucks. the life cycle is for a lot of people oh, i feel so but bad. i wanted to talk to you more about the other thing because i i feel like every year i meet somebody i th- who comes out they're like they come from a smaller town or a smaller comedy community Mm-hmm. And they're the big fish in that comedy community. And then they come over here and they have to deal with the cold waters, what Los Angeles comedy is. That's what it was. And for it's, more. yeah, it's, it is for everybody. It's such a tough transition. And I'm not even like talking about like just like, oh, I was like the best open micer, like in my thing. Like there's people like Michael Malone. Do you know Michael Malone? Mm-hmm. I feel like he's one of the best stand up comics in the country. He mm-hmm. tours very successfully all the time, moved to Los Angeles, and he like can't even like get like a, he can get like a regular yoohoo show with flappers but he can't headline it and you're like what's going on here yeah, like this yeah. guy's like a great comedian or like ben roy lives out here i haven't even seen him in anything mm-hmm. he just like uses this as home base now and you're like why why when you're the king of denver yeah yeah go back to denver dude but like that's the thing with me it's like i feel like i was a big success in utah you know, mm-hmm. like I had some videos I made that went viral that struck a chord in the community to go, who the fuck is this guy? And then when everybody was like, oh, he's a stand up, 
And then I started promoting shows. And then before I know it, I was just selling out shows all over Utah. And yeah. I was just like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe it'll expand and go from there. And, you know, like it kind of branched out a little bit here and there to other states, you know, but then, and then it just died because I stopped making videos because mm-hmm. it was so just Utah based and then I stopped that. And then before now, it's just like, if I make a dumb video, it's just like the decline in the views, just, it just started going down and down. But the main reason why is because it was like fucking up my writing for stand up. because like every time I would think of something, there's like two ways to write like a, you know, a stand up. there's a way to write a stand up bit. Either you can, you know, wing it if you're good or you can write it and then figure it out and then just, you know, tweak everything until you get the final product, which takes forever. But then you get the idea. So the idea comes and you go. Which like, way I want to stop you right there and say that I feel like being good is when you get so used to that other thing, you can do it on the fly. It's that's not what like I'm people saying. Aren't, yeah, but they're not right. They're not not writing it. They're just got good at writing. Yeah. And, and it, they have that muscle that they've used so much yeah. to where it just, you can wing it. Like, that's why I feel like I'm so good at riffing. Cause it's like, that's how I became funny. Like I was always, I would just riff and just be an idiot. And then, you know, I'd regurgitate shit that I heard. And then until I got into stand up, it came to the point where it was just like, oh, you can't regurgitate other people's shit. You got to do your own shit. Mm-hmm. And then it, it took that brain, like that side of the brain, then the other side of the brain was stand up and then fused it. And then like, like I, I posted like a 15 minute video of me riffing on old people that were in the crowd when I was in Arizona right before all this happened and I was just busting their balls and riffing on them and I was like leveling the room and it was doing so well that when I went back to material people were like no 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 talk about those old people again like we don't want to hear your other shit we saw this other side of you and it fucked my whole and it fucked my whole headlining (laughs) show up because I was like I was like none of my bits are gonna stand up next to me just riffing with them because now they're all a part of it you know, oh, yeah. you telling a story like, oh, this crazy shit happened to me, or I saw this or blah, 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 blah. It's just like, no, no, we're a community now. And we like what you're doing. Stick to that. And then I was just like, well, I'm fucked. I was, so I just went back to like riffing uh, to them about nonsense. Oh, dude, like, I love that. Like I mean, I, I love doing that. I mm. call it going off the rails. That's what I say. <laughs> I say uh, I let my brain run wild. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, because yeah. you it's great. And people love to watch you like drive the train when it falls off the rails, but like but you still are driving it, but it's so hard to get it back on the fucking rails. You can't, you can't, especially if it's the grades it, can. I've the watched grades the grades can, do it. And I that's can't like what do you're it. doing. I can't do it either, but I'm I can't get like, it. It's the goal. It's the goal is to be able to get back to that point, to be able yeah. to do that, to get back there. Mm-hmm. And so you're just like, ah, oh, shit, I feel like I have to take it off the rail sometimes so I can practice bringing it back onto the rail. And that's what's weird because every time I headline nine times out of 10, I always get into crowd work and not on purpose. I'm not like, okay, you know, 25 minutes, if material's not working, I'll just go into crowd work. It's just like, I get distracted. Yeah. My brain just goes wild. And then I'll just see, you know, something in the crowd. Like, dude, there was one show I did a couple of years ago. There was this guy in the front row who was, uh, he had a, a prosthetic leg. And, and he had both of his legs on the stage. And usually comics, like get like really pissed about that. They're like, Hey, this is my territory. It doesn't really bother me too much. But the only thing that like made me focus on it is that he had a leg missing. Yeah, of course. And and so my brain was like, talk about it. And then my other half of my brain was like, ah, you probably, that's probably going to backfire. So my dumb ass just goes like, 
hey, what happened to your leg? <laughs> like no. just lately said it to him. Yeah. But no, it turned out great. Like somehow he lost it in like um, like a wood chipper accident or something. And like, I ended up talking about it literally for 35 minutes. I just kept coming up with scenarios about how oh, yeah. he lost it or how he ended up like, because it's like, it was like a, a tree splitter cut it in half. Like, you know, the ones that you like, it's like a big, long, like, yeah. you push the whole yeah. log down and it cuts it. That's how he lost his leg. I was like, what were you doing up That's there? hideous. Like, yeah, I was just, I was like, what do you, what were you doing up there? Did you fall asleep? Was it like lunch break? And then somebody turned it back on, thought it was going to be funny. And then all of a sudden, ah, fucking Jeff's legs gone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just riffed on it for so long. But then I get so deep into that and the crowd gets so involved into that shit that they don't care about my other material. Like, and then that's what fucks with me. Cause I go like, is my riffing better than my writing? Like, is that good? <laughs> One day, I feel like when people get great at stand-up, those things match up and meet, so it's fine. But there is a point when we're growing as artists that one ability we have is definitely stronger than the other ability. Yeah. And well, so I just, like, maybe, I like maybe it is, but I'm also saying yeah. it's not a bad thing because you'll get to yeah. the point that they're one and the same. Like, I love writing jokes to a point, but it's like where I have fun is where, where I'm on stage getting laughs just riffing on shit or talking to mm-hmm. the crowd like that is so much more fun to me than yeah. like, you mean so everything yeah exactly so you know? everything with zoom isn't yeah pretty much yeah because like Zoom's you all know right. we're, we're all watching the zoom shows and i'm just like there's just no way the things that i love in stand-up exist there yeah if you were like to put me in a cave and be like hey shout your jokes into the cave doesn't that feel good you're like no it doesn't uh, it feel feels good. terrible it feels terrible no. i don't i don't get why they're these like i get like the clubs need to make money during this and they're doing what they can and comics need to stay in that creative yeah. headspace but it's like it's not a good thing for stand-up to be like hey uh go tell jokes in front of a computer with people watching and then writing ha 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 that's not the same feel that we get from yeah the live well, even when i've done the instagram live stuff and people are like saying like i'm doing great or whatever you know like i'm talking mm-hmm. to them and they're saying that i don't feel good and yeah. then I think that's the difference between the people that talk at the audience and the people that talk with the audience. Mm-hmm. We've all met the comments that talk at the audience and Zoom's going to be great for them. Yeah. No one can I, interrupt their adding. I talk with them. That's the thing. Like I, I you know, I want to like- I do too. Like I want to like if I see a couple in the crowd, I want to like get to know them. You know, like, what do you do? What do you do? What's going on? And then my brain just runs wild with like- either what they do or how they could get in trouble at their job or how long have they been together, whatever. It's just like, it's just like, it's like talking to them, but I'm baiting them into getting something funny that I can create on the fly. And that's fucking funny. I get it. Although when I'm trying, cause that's a thing I love and I think I'm good at, but this last year I've been working on, can I get written material to feel that same energy? You know what I mean? And so like, I think every set you've seen me do, like I in my mind at the point is like, no, state of the material and see if you can bring that energy with the material. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's a way I can do it with body language and delivery that just makes it feel like spontaneous to get people to create that noise. And I also think that's like, you watch somebody like a Bill Burr, at the point that we see them, it feels like he's coming up with a, oh, maybe this other idea. And then he has like mm-hmm. five minutes on it and you think his branch is going. But if you've watched him as much as we get to watch him in the clubs, 
Mm -hmm. You were like, no, he wrote this all out. He just knows a way to make us all feel like this is spontaneous. So yeah. it's like the same emotion from the audience. Dalia's really good at that too. And that's why like yeah. one huge thing that like inspires me and I admire about him. It's like, cause he can take something so silly that mm -hmm. you wouldn't think is funny. Like on his new special, on his new special, he talks about growling at a baby. Yeah, no, I love that. A, yeah, I'm it's just a Dalia fan. I'm a huge Dalia fan. But and it's people, just like how simple his like bits are, but it's his like charisma. He's charismatic. Mm -hmm. He's fucking likable. He's silly. He's not threatening. And then he just knows how to like bring these stories to life to make you feel like that you're there. And then mm -hmm. you can actually visualize him doing it. And it, it's, yeah. just, it's all those things that just like finally like come together. Wait, just because he walks you through his weird thought process. And like he talks yeah. about like how he's like, he comes from a good family, so it's like sorry and stuff like that. But it, yeah. also at the same time, he's like, that doesn't stop me from being a weird brain. Yeah. When he's I just still like, don't... he's like, I'm 39. <laughs> Fucking yeah, exactly. baby. I was like, I've done that. <laughs> and then like his airdropping thing where he would airdrop pictures of people. I was like, dude, I've done that for years. It's the fucking funniest thing. Even though like I saw another comic get mad that he did that bit because somebody else made a joke about it. And he like posted his, yeah. And he was just like, just so you know, I was like, bro, we all probably have done that. It's like Dalia made it to the fucking special. Who cares? There's a million yeah. things to talk about. Who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, the next part one, of life that one happen. bit. Yeah, you think that one bit was going to make you? <laughs> uh, they do think that. And that's the issue. Yeah, see, I never gave but a fuck. But also, about people that. just hate him. Yeah, I, but I don't it bothers know, man. Me. Because I'm watching so many comics just write him off because he comes from a good home or something. You're like, that doesn't mean he didn't do all the work. Dude, he puts in so much work, bro. Like, he puts I, in I, so much work. He, he definitely, without I, a doubt, works harder than me and already made it. I think he started like five years before me, I think. Or maybe longer. I can't remember. Because he's been doing it, I think, 15 years. Uh. Yeah, I'll believe it. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. He was talking about, I think I heard it on something he mentioned when he started when he was 25. And I was like, oh, I started when I was 25. Oh, I started when I was like 29. Yeah, I started when I was 25. Late to the game. I, I felt like I was late to the game at 25. Yeah, imagine being a couple of years later than that then. Yeah. Late to the game. And then yeah, I wonder I sometimes, late. like, am I too late to the game? And they're like, no, I think I'm fine. I'm just going through what people go through like this many years in. Yeah. How many years in are you? Eight. Yeah, I'm in at 10. So you started yeah. out here though, didn't you? Or did you start in Arizona? Yeah, I started out here, which is a different beast. Yeah, see, I started in Utah, which I actually was going to move here to start. But my sister was like, just Google and see if there's a club here. And then I did. And then that's, you know, my home club now. But Smart. There's only like one club in Tucson. I, if I grew up, if I was living in Phoenix, I probably would just stay in Phoenix and be the big fish in Phoenix's pond. Mm -hmm. My apologies to the other big fishes in Phoenix's pond that may or may not be listening to this. You mm -hmm. guys are all great too. I'm just saying I'd be amongst you guys as peers. Uh, and then, but I didn't because I was in Tucson. There was only one open mic a week. So I just moved out. To, if I was like, if I have to move to start doing open mics, I may as well just move to the big one. And I'm not sure it was the better move. To tell yeah. you the honesty, got true. That's what everybody has told me too. Like when I stayed there and then i was getting you know because i was getting great spots back home like opening exactly. for a lot of big guys that live here you know like mm -hmm. i gotta open for you know not to brag or anything but like i opened for like segura before segura got like huge he was you know yeah. like 
on his way up before he just blew up by, I got to open for him a few times. I got to open for Nick Swartzen. I've got to open for Polly Shore a bunch over the years. And that's how of I course. met Polly. That's how I met like my buddy, Jesus Treo, who lives here. I love Jesus. Yeah, dude. Love him. That guy is like, when I first met town, has been so sweet to me since I moved here. He's been he's the nicest. Everybody. He's, dude, the he's best, such dude. a good dude. I he, love uh, him. he used to, when I first moved to town, he was still working the door and parking cars at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. And I love it because, like, I remember he got to the point that he was promoted. He's paid regular now. His name's going on the building. And he was so worried because he was like, I still need these spots to pay my bills. Like, I still need to park these cars. Mm -hmm. And, like, the comedy store was super cool where they were like, no, like, we're going to find a way for you to make money without having you park these cars. And then all of a sudden you saw him just featuring for all these different, like, comedy store headlines. Yeah. Which is really, that's the magic of the comedy store. People yeah. talk about the hanging out and stuff. They're like, I'm not sure it's that as much as this. It's like, no, when you're in that crew, they make sure they develop each other. Jacob Lay. When I met him, he was still living in Utah, just visiting Los Angeles. I want to say it was like a year later, I just ran into him at the Ice House, we reconnected, and now I see him all over the place, and I love seeing him. Happy he moved to Los Angeles. You know, there comes a time when everyone gets tired of being the big fish in the small pond, and they come over to try it out, which is why I thought it was really important to talk about it on this podcast. It's an experience that I meet a lot of people that go through, and they want to know what it's like, and he's an excellent person to ask because it's not as easy as you hope it is, but I do think it's worth it. Uh, fun fact about Jacob Lay while I'm plugging him is his social medias have two C's in the Jacob. J-A-C-C-O-B-L-E-I-G-H. Not how he spells his name as a regular person, but it is how he spells his name on social media. So that's important because I do want to shout out everyone's social media. Of course, my social media is Aaron M. Marsh. You guys have been following. You guys have been listening. Thank you so much. I do. I love you guys. You guys have really helped me out through this quarantine. I've been putting out twice as many podcasts. And you guys are listening to twice as many podcasts. And it just, it's keeping me sane. And I want to thank you guys for, for all of that. I really do. Like, it's really, this podcast, although it's still new, is still very special to me. And that's so good. And I can't thank you enough. You know, like, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with me. Yeah. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me, I gotta be me, what else can I be but what I am? I'll go it alone, that's how it must be, I can't be right for anyone else if I'm not right for me, I've got to be free, I gotta be free, Derek, I try to do it.